0: this whole year about being fully or wholly holy just very quickly we don't have a lot of time will you remind me of your own accord of your own volition of your own definition what does it mean for a human to be holy set apart good what else christ-like there it is what else Pursuing pursuing god Does anybody know that you don't get to pursue God without him having pursued you first? (laughs) You don't get to love God without him having loved you first. You don't get to forgive and be like Christ without him paying the price for you. We just talked about that. Being obedient. Say it again. Without sin. Impossible on our own. Good news. You're not on your own. No matter how much we feel like it. A friend of mine who loves um, the Psalms so much that as a worship leader for his church, that's all he will sing is Psalms. And when Michaela was giving birth to Rosemary, that whole process, our background was this group called Poor Bishop Hooper. And they, as a, a husband and a wife, and they recorded a psalm a day for about I can't remember how long it was it was during COVID and being home and they were hunkered down together and they had a recording studio in their closet I guess and it was it's pretty remarkable but this same guy is like I hate how repetitious the songs are that we sing in church and I was like bro you love the psalms Do you know how repetitious those can be? (laughs) I'm like, if you're repeating good news over and over again, how bad is that? I get it when people say, well, if I just say Jesus so many times, then something's going to happen. This isn't click your heels three times and say there's no place like home three times, and then you're set. But I do think that there comes a point where we just kind of repeat the things over and over again, hoping that it's going to take. Holiness is not that. You can't manufactured on your own we can't manufacture on our own so god gives us his spirit and we listen we obey we walk it out we're set apart we're different we have a perspective shift like case just talked about and so that leads to the fact that we're in a series called empowered the only way we're empowered is by god no offense but a government can't empower you not for transformation and holiness money can't empower you for that you can be empowered to do all kinds of things but anything that's going to have lasting value and change comes from god and god alone that's good news right we don't have to get it complicated which leads me to what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about kiss not (laughs) and not the rock band But you know this. Keep it simple. No, no, it's saints. Come on. (laughs) Come on, come on. (laughs) It almost always is stupid. But keep it simple, saints. We get things really complicated. Sometimes we get it complicated so as to kind of create diversion, create distraction. I was blessed to coach football with Ben Murphy for quite a few years. One of the things that happens is these stunts and these different things where you have to create a gap, and then a defender will shoot through that gap. We do this a lot of times. I don't know if you've ever seen an old man like me try to fight, but I'll be like this, and they'll look, and I'm like, bam! (laughs) Ha ha! But you like create a distraction. Sometimes that's why we get it complicated. Sometimes we're just not sure. Sometimes it seems too good to be true. Sometimes it seems too simple to be any good. Let me bring you to something that we've talked about for years here and way before you and I were on the scene, and it will be happening way after we're on the scene. There is a God, and you're not him. (laughs) Nor am I. So why don't we take what he says. We've spent a whole year on what Jesus said. Oh, that's behind us. no. It's in front of us, around us, all the time. And so here we go. Acts 2, 42. I'm going to ask you to turn to that, and it's going to be up on the screen. This is where the church gets instituted, where the body of believers, Jesus' church, gets started. And there's so many amazing things happening. When we last read, there was 3,000 people who got saved in one day. The Holy Spirit came and gave power to understand, power to make understood, power to see all kinds of things happen. And we'll read a little bit more about that. This is a really, really famous passage. And some people will be like, oh, gosh, this one again, bang. Maybe it'll be new for you this morning. And they devoted themselves to so the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. On this, keep it simple, saints, I want to show you four simple, critical pursuits for us, Jesus' church. And it's straight out of here. The apostles' teaching. You might remember Jesus gave this great commission, and the great commission, besides Make disciples of all nations and baptizing them, he said, to do what? Do you guys remember? It's in Matthew 28 for sure, but. Say it again. Teach them what? Yeah, teach them to observe everything I have commanded. This is the apostles' teaching. They're just teaching what Jesus taught. And I'm more on that in just a second, but fellowship. You know what fellowship is, right? It's a Zoom call. (laughs) Mm, Not necessarily. It could be. Fellowship. It's a big old-fashioned word. What does fellowship mean? Community. This is what I I, I love. I mean, this is so often how I am. If I'm not sure about something... I'll mumble, <laughs> right? When in doubt, mumble. And oftentimes, I mean, that was strong, though, Darcy said. Community, just kind of out there. But sometimes people are like, <laughs> <laughs> Como say <se> what? <laughs> it's community. It's together. Breaking of bread. What do you think this means? Just before we get to it, what do you think it means? Eating. Eating. Good. I mean, we could make it way more complicated. But it includes eating likely a couple of meals. The one we just ate together and then a bigger one. And then finally, the prayers. That's pretty straightforward. Listening to God, crying out to God, praising God, worshiping God, formal, informal. These are the four things, church, that to this day, two thousand plus later after this happened, that we're called to do. And it's hard to do them. Anybody? <laughs> Difficult? Challenging? I'm just not really feeling it today. I don't know. Or is that what it meant in the Greek? I mean, fellowship. Do you, what if I don't want to be around those people? I shouldn't be a faker. Well, they have more hair than me, so I don't know. I just like, my friend told me the other day he got a haircut, and I literally said, congratulations. <laughs> Good for you. You guys being together is such a great gift. And it's so difficult. Communion. What are we doing on it? Are we dipping it? Are you doing it once a week? It gets rote that way. It feels so religious. You're only doing it once a week? You don't have a midweek communion service? A friend of mine was so frustrated that we had communion more than on Passover. And then there's people that debate and argue and are like, gosh, it's it's supposed to be an agape, a fellowship feast. My beloved daughter who just gave birth last Monday, her and her husband go to the smaller fellowship in Linwood. And they literally have a fellowship meal every week coming off of this. And yet we debate and argue and shoot the gap lots of times. I can't do it if we're not going to do it exactly the way it's supposed to be done. And then prayers. Should we pray in private like Jesus said or also publicly like he said? And how do we do it? Is my head supposed to be bowed? And what am I supposed to do? And some people are really wanting to honor God in this and some people are wanting to be right. Not just right before God, but right. They want to be understood. My friend was telling me some stories yesterday, and I felt like I had to one-up him, you know? And before I opened my mouth, and this is a a growth moment for me, (laughs) I heard the Holy Spirit say, knock it off. (laughs) Don't make that about you. Just listen to a story. Enjoy it. Celebrate with him. You guys, we have a long ways to go. But how we get there... (laughs) isn't complicated jesus 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 well if you say his name over and over again that doesn't make it more no jesus 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 the only hope you and i have him he's living he's our living hope we've got this how do we do all these things jesus trust him take him at his word receive him holy smokes you guys i i'm ready so here we go apostles teaching Jesus taught them a lot of things that we actually have been able to be privy to. Friends, they wrote it down. It's so good, we can understand him. He also taught them some things privately. John says at the end of John that if we wrote down everything he did, there wouldn't be enough room and enough libraries, there'd be too many books. And so they taught some things. What Jesus commanded what he said publicly and what he said privately, and they've handed that baton down for centuries. And again, we debate over and over. Should we talk about this? Should we talk about that? There's a church that I'm aware of that will not teach out of the Old Testament because it's not what Jesus taught. That was the Bible he learned. The law and the prophets, that's what he actually taught. You've heard it said, but I say, I mean, come on, you guys, getting in the word together. I love this. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15, and we'll go 3 through 5, just really quick. So you're in Acts, go to Romans, then you got First Corinthians, and right near the end there is 15, and it's 3 through 5. This is lots and lots of years after Jesus ascended into heaven, gave his Holy Spirit. The church is growing, the church is struggling and developing all of it all at once. And Paul is speaking, and he wrote this letter and another letter, and likely a third letter, to the church in Corinth, which was a church that was really under a whole lot of challenges, financially. They had a ton. They had a lot of entertainment in their area. They had a lot of sexual sin in their area. Sounds a whole lot like America. And so this is what he said. First Corinthians 15:3, "For I delivered to you as of first importance." Church, we say that with me, just would we'll, we'll us be together as a church family? First importance." You know what that means, right? The most important thing. <laughs> like, of first importance. Not that there isn't other things, but he said the first thing, I delivered to you of first importance what I also received. Woo! So he wasn't just taught it, he's teaching it. You're not just supposed to OD on it. Woo! I was, man, I got some good stuff today. Tell no one. That's not how we're supposed to do it. Enjoy it, share it, ask questions. But you've been given the teachings of Jesus. He says to teach others that. Share that with others. And he says what I was given, I gave. I delivered what I received. And this is what he was given. And this is what he delivered. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. I would include the Old Testament that some people think doesn't count. That he was buried And he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. This was a called shot in the Old Testament. It was eyewitness accounts in the New. The proclamation of the resurrection, right? And the crucifixion. And that he appeared to Cephas, which is Peter, then to the 12. Then he goes on to say, 500 other people, some other people in the church, and me too, he says. This is like the teaching. Share the gospel. Teach the gospel. Tell the good news of Jesus over and over again. Next is fellowship. Again, fellowship, being together, partnering, agreeing, wanting to be around each other. You're allowed to be picky and choosy. Come on, let's be honest. You're going to be anyways. You know what they say about Sunday morning in America? To this day, they say 10 o'clock is still the most segregated time in America. Segregation, you understand that, right? This group of people together, this group of people together. Sometimes by gender, but mostly by race and culture and language i think it's beautiful if i am living in a country that speaks a language that i don't know at all and i find out that there's a church that speaks my language do you think it's probably wise for me to go to it to have some fellowship to be around people that are like me what about the challenge of learning that language and learning that culture of where i'm at and being around them but oftentimes we have fellowship, but we're really picky and choosy on what that looks like. And I'm not here to tell you that it's wrong for people to be in places that are like. I'll say this very clearly. Talking with Jaden's older brother, Dre. He's come into this building before, multiple times, on a Sunday, and he sat in the back, and about two people talked to him. In our church. He says to me after, she goes, pastor, why don't people talk back very much? I said, because they're super white. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, I know. (laughs) He says, but you are too. And yet, I'm like, I can't explain it. I thought I was black till I was 12. (laughs) He's like, yeah, you're not. I'm like, I know i know thank you but some of what happens culturally even in america just feels kind of divisive and i'm just like how do we make people feel more welcomed better music less music better preaching less preaching you know what we got jesus make a big deal out of jesus love jesus and love others what a great opportunity to watch our community grow by growing in love it's been amazing to me to watch people pick their spots on a sunday morning it's almost like i don't know season tickets Some people sit close because, like me, they've got to stay focused. If they don't stay focused, they're going to lose sight. They're going to be distracted easily. They're up front. They're taking notes. Some people are there because they're pretty sure I'm going to pick on them, and they love something about that. I don't know. <laughs> but then a lot of people are in the way back, like, in and out. Thank you very much. But I watched somebody last week get to their seat a little bit late. And they started doing this. They were like, (laughs) my my spot. (laughs) No, hey, how are you doing? I'm blah, blah, blah. What's your name? Get out of my seat. No, I'm just kidding, but nothing. (laughs) Nothing quite like that. But like, like, hey, here goes an opportunity for you to meet somebody, to fellowship with somebody, to meet somebody new. What did Jesus say that would be like for us to love one another? Well, thanks for asking. John 13, 34 through 35, he answers it. Would one of you, as you are able. Tommy, nice haircut, by the way. Congratulations. John 13, 34 through 35. Would somebody stand and read that for us in this fellowship? Thank you so much, Ben. Love one another. That's how people are going to know your mind, Jesus says, by loving one another. Fellowship is being together. Yes, sometimes it would include Zoom. That's the only way sometimes we can meet with people. What a gift from God that we have the technology like that. But when you can, physically meeting together, is such a great gift. Face to face, life on life. So, teach what he taught. Get together not only to do that, but to love one another. And then the breaking of bread. Again, it is so fascinating to me what kind of debates go on in the Christian world. It does not mean to have food together, it's just communion, the Lord's Supper, which is beautiful and wonderful. Could it be both? Did somebody say no? I appreciate if you did. Let's have a discussion. Because the reality is, it should be both. It doesn't necessarily have to be both on the same day. But check this out in Acts 20, verse 7. I'll read it because I'm already there and we got to move. But Acts 20, verse 7, decades after all this had been passed down, In the first chapter and second chapter of Acts, Paul's heading to prison because he's a Jesus freak. On the first day of the week, Sunday, the Lord's Day, today, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day And he prolonged his speech (laughs) until midnight. The rest of this story is so amazing. This dude that was a young man that was a worker falls asleep because the preacher was going on and on. And he fell out a window. And he hit the ground. And everybody looks down and goes, he gone. (laughs) But he's like, no, no, no. And he rushes down, takes the church From the building to the street. Oh, that preaches. But anyways, he gets down. And he lays on him and goes, no, he's alive. He's good. Pops up. They all go upstairs. They take him back with great joy. And he preaches some more. (laughs) I so love Paul. Okay, anyways. (laughs) So good. But they got together. The first day of the week, they were working that day. Do you know how many people won't come and fellowship on Sundays because it's the only day I have to do my yard. It's the only day I have to do my shopping. It's the only day I have to just be with my family. None of these things sound like lame to me, but I'm like, can we make this part of our day? And I'm talking to you and you're here. If you're not here, I love you. Maybe you're not here for a reason. Sometimes we're sick. Sometimes we're overwhelmed. Sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we're having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, we got to fight to get together. The enemy hates it. It's not just Sunday morning, though. I mean, there's people that got together last night, had dinner together, and went to a show. Together. That counts as fellowship. It is fellowship to watch a game together. This fellowship to watch a show and a movie, how much discussion is happening during those things? Probably not a ton. But it counts to be together. I don't know if you've heard the word multiple times, but together. And this breaking of bread is together. It's remembering that Jesus died for us together. It's remembering that his body was broken like that bread. So breaking bread literally has its... Manifestation in that alone, but it also has in breaking other bread and eating it. This guy said something to me that was one of the greatest compliments that I've ever received. I want it to still be true about me. I hope as I get older it still remains true. He said, Aaron, the thing I love about how you shepherd is that you smell like sheep. And I had to think about it for a second. I was like, (laughs) I got some funky breath. Thanks for the gum, Ben. Thank you. He goes, no, man, you're with. I said, I am a sheep. How could I not? Like, I want to be around people. But then there's some days that I just want to be alone. Curled up in a ball. Maybe sucking my thumb. Don't judge. (laughs) But fellowship, man, it's not even supposed to be optional in breaking bread and remembering that we have a Savior who died for us and then actually eating together and hanging out together and liking each other. There's something that happens when you have a meal together. I hope you come back, by the way. That wasn't just for that, but I hope you enjoy that. All right, finally, prayers. I could go forever on this one, but it's early and it's often and it's consistent just in the book of Acts alone. But go all the way back to the Old Testament, all the way through to the end of Revelation, people together praying the prayers of the saints, coming up to the Lord like incense. He listens to us. He talks to us. He wants time with us, and he wants us to do that together. I lovingly re-invite you. 8 a.m. Sunday morning. Beat me here. Won't be that hard. A lot of times I'm over there still going over my message. I'd love for you to join me but praying together. Some of it's the prayers, prayers that they would have known as Jewish men and women for their whole lifetime. Another is just pouring out to God. I love it. If you've been reading along with us in the book of Acts, it's so amazing. Peter gets arrested, locked between two soldiers. An angel Shines in there. That alarm didn't wake him up. So he had to be struck on the side by the angel. I love this. These kind of things just geek me out. And then he shows up at the place where the people are praying for him at that very moment. Ta da! Your prayers have been answered. They were praying together, they got good news together. And he shakes hands, kisses some babies, and then he's like, i got to go tell some more people. See you later. And he goes. I'm going to end with the rest of the passage here. So if you want to join me, please do. Acts 2, 43. And awe, remember this, awe means fear. They're awestruck. Awe came upon every soul. There's a difference here between everybody that believes and every soul. So I want to tell you, many people were in awe, but not all believed. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. I'll quickly go to Proverbs really quick. Proverbs 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of people? Are you in awe and fear of the Lord? Jesus, I pray right now for my family right here that we would be in awe of you, that you would be the one that we fear the most and not petrified, but just so in awe, so awestruck, so desperately in need of you that what you say goes and we are wise because of it and that we would have knowledge and we would live that out and we would share it. God, I pray that we would make a fear Transaction. Give you our fear and not give it to people. Got to pray this in your name. Amen. The final few verses here in Acts 2. And all who believed, again, different from all the souls, but all who believed were together, hmm, fellowship. And they had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, daily, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. Here's another reference to the fact that they were still having communion and still eating together. They received their food with glad and generous hearts. Manna again? Nope, they were grateful. Glad and generous. I want to say this really quick. This was community, not communism. And it's not just because we're upon the, the time where we're getting ready to elect and all that kind of stuff and socialism and communism making a comeback and all that. They weren't forced to do this. This was optional. This was a, cho- a choice for them. They were doing so lovingly. And we know that it wasn't always this way later on in the book of Acts. They had to send money back because they weren't daily together. They got spread out. It doesn't always work like this. We can't just be in the same building all the time. It's a sweet time, a foundational time. But we can be in fellowship. You can check on somebody. You can be discipled. You can disciple somebody. You can pray with people. You can teach them. You can be taught by them. You can have food together. You don't have to be in this building for that, but come back at 12 and you can. (laughs) Then here's the beauty, the last one. Luke, excuse me, Acts 2, 47. They were praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is the beauty, saved and grown And going and telling more people. And eventually we know that a ton of these people, of that 3,000 that came to the Lord, many of them were still there. And they didn't have jobs, and so they had to help each other. But eventually they started to go back to their areas. And if you look at the missionary adventures and travels of Paul and Peter and the church, they went to a bunch of these places where people had heard about Jesus, that Pentecost. And they kept it simple, church. They kept doing what they're called to do. And we do too. And we need to repent when we don't. So how are you going to move towards Jesus today? Come to him. Come to him. Give your life back to him. Give your life over to him. Submit to him. Confess with your mouth, you're the Lord. I'm not. Nobody else is. I believe that you died for me. I want to be set free. Thank you that you've come to do that. That, This is called a come to Jesus moment. So come to him. Many of you have already done that. And so you either need to repent because you haven't been following him. Or you need to say, God, help me have strength. Help me have awe. Help me keep doing this. Help me teach the apostles stuff. Help me learn it. Help me to have fellowship. Help me to want to. <laughs> that's, that's big for many of us. Just the want to. I'm to take your death serious, remembering it every time that we get together. Help me to have food with people. Do you know there's a no thank you portion? Are you familiar with that? You go over to somebody's house, you're not sure what they're making, and all of a sudden you see a bunch of sour cream. You just take a little, I'll oh, just, oh, just have a little bit, and you eat it. <coughs> but you have fellowship, and you hang out together. Every time they have fish, I don't like fish, hang out together. Maybe you bring the meal. Maybe you invite them to your house so you know you're going to eat something that day. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, how do you move towards Jesus? You're already doing these things. It's time for you to teach. It's time for you to serve. It's time for you to lead. It's time for you to start a small group. It's time for you to get into one, host one, facilitate one. It's time for you to go downstairs and help the children so we can't, we can't tell. Sorry, we don't have anything for your kids. I don't mind them up here, but let's be honest. Kids and me, I'm more like a kid, but the reality is they're not like, oh, my goodness, this is wonderful. Let me take notes. Serve. Pray for spiritual growth and salvation. Speaking of which, let's pray. And pray for me. Next hour, I got to shorten it up because there's going to be people that are ready to eat. But you can come early and get soul food, and it's all you can eat. All right, let's pray. (laughs) Father, thank you for today. I love these people so very much. I'm so grateful to be in this family called Crosswater. You are the head of it. You are the lead pastor. You are awesome. May we fear you. May we be in awe of you. May we come to you. May we make you known. May we repent where we need to repent. May we rejoice, Lord, daily. Again, I'll say, may we rejoice. And God, help us to not keep this good news to ourselves. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for a baby I haven't met yet, but love so very much. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have you strong and courageous, and let it be contagious. Go tell the world they're dying to know about it.